Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Here's what you need to know about the future. We are in the end times, which began with the life of Christ. Things will progressively worsen, but we may have brief periods of respite until he comes. Jesus warned of wars and rumors of wars toward the end, Matthew 24. The Antichrist will begin his rise to the top to rule globally, 2 Thessalonians 2 and Revelation 6. The final seven years of human-led history will occur, and they will be horrible. Uh, Matthew 24 and Revelation 6 through 18. Jesus will physically return to this earth, Matthew 24, 30 and Revelation 19, at the end of the tribulation. He will destroy the Antichrist and the false prophet, Revelation 19. He will judge the nations, Matthew 25, 31 to 46. He will rule with a rod of iron for 1,000 years, Revelation 21 to 10. And he will toss Satan into the lake of fire, to join Antichrist and the false prophet there, Revelation 20, verse 10. The great white throne judgment will then occur, Revelation 20, 11 through 15. A new heaven and new earth will be created, Revelation 21. True life, true life, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, will begin at that point for all saved people, Revelation 22. Now, what I just described above will occur according to scripture. Only God knows the timing for each set of events though. All the talk that is happening today in prophecy circles is purely conjecture and opinion. At least part of me believes this is to further their own ministries, speaking engagements, and book sales. And it's really a repeat in my view of the 1970s prophecy movement. So going forward at some point, every Christian alive now or those who become Christian will either die or translate to heaven via the rapture. When? No idea. In fact, no one has any specific knowledge about when any of the events listed above will occur. No one. So people can say, we're that close, we're that close, we're on the cusp as often as they want, but we really don't have a clue. Because God has only given us an outline. Yes, it's filled in here, not filled in so much there, but it's nevertheless an outline. There's a lot that he has not given us, I'm sure, because he wants to play it close to his chest. But there are some things to know that may help direct you as a Christian, because knowledge is power. Biblical knowledge is power. Understanding is power. Knowledge of God and the holy is supernatural power. That helps us overcome the fear often induced by societal scenarios, things that are happening today. Now, here's the deal. Christians need to develop a very thick skin against fear, but thin skins to love God and others. So I've just divided the next part up into a couple of different areas. First is the health issues. So we're seeing the growing results of the CV jab. There's a great debate regarding the efficacy or not of the jab, which was rolled out in 2021, I believe. Those on one side will tell you that there is absolutely no connection between the nearly 300,000 people who died in the USA in just 2021 after the jab rolled out, which ultimately translates to 10 to 12 million 
worldwide. And I have links for this information in the transcript. Now, other people aren't so sure. There should be an open discussion, but that's not happening. Censorship, um, ridicule, censoring, uh, suspending, basically eliminating from the workforce, from the social environment. That's what's happening. People are crying out for help because of adverse reactions or because family members and friends died without notice. It's all being ignored. Many of the harmed or dead did what they did because they honestly believed what government told us, them. They paid the ultimate price for it, unfortunately. How does this happen with so many sudden deaths in very young people as well? Myocarditis, strokes, uh, aneurysms, blood clots. How does that happen if it's not connected to something specific like the CV jab and the spike protein? Well, it happens because Satan is alive. And he is well, and he hates us as he hates God. It happens because people lack discernment. It happens because selfishness often mars our thinking. It happens because we are fallen. People need to be informed and given all the information, not simply feared into doing something that may or may not be good for them. It is good to be as fully informed as possible. Yet the powers that be prefer we just take whatever they tell us as truth and not think. Do no due diligence. Avoid critical thinking at all costs. Just do what you're told like good little automatons. So there's the health issues. The supply chain issues. It's also good to know that our food supply worldwide is being tampered with. And because of it, shortages will continue. Remember guys, from before... The world locked down and totally interrupted the supply chain. We've never gotten over that. We've never fully recovered, never made up for that loss. Add to that the many production facilities, fertilizer, eggs, other things that burned down, the war on the farmer, and other things as well. And it all means our food supply is dwindling Those who have not taken measures to create a store of goods will be in for hurt when they go to the stores to find increasingly empty shelves. And if they do find what they're looking for, they'll pay an increased price for items that they used to get for far less. Now, there's a very interesting article um, I've linked in the text, and it highlights the fact that over just three months in 2022, just three months, Millions of chickens were destroyed either by mysterious fires at farms or cold due to bird flu. And those dates are listed with the specific uh, state and often city where those things happened. Millions of chickens, because of that, are no longer alive and able to produce eggs. The article also brings out the fact that recent scientific studies have proven beyond doubt that egg yolk antibodies, egg yolk antibodies, actually fight against the spike protein. Gee, who knew? I'm sure it's just all a coincidence that God would invest actual food with the very things that can fight off all manner of diseases. So I know you can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. Now, an interesting read, by the way, that I've also got linked in the transcript is this PDF version of Dr. John D. Coleman's book, Conspirators Hierarchy, the story of the Committee of 300. Now, I can't vouch for the authenticity of Coleman's information presented, and no one can really. A lot of naysayers out there, some people swear by it, 
But it amazes me that as far back as the 1960s, if he is correct, because of his involvement in intelligence agencies, he seemed to know what was going to happen in the world because apparently he saw top secret documents. And that unfortunately, according to him, and remember this was written, you know, his book was published in 1991, I believe. And so that was how many years ago, right? And uh, 30, 40, and then even beyond that, he talks about what it was like in the 60s. So all of the stuff he talks about appears to be unrolling right now. But you can read it, download it, it's free PDF, download it, you decide. But according to Coleman, we are undergoing a major push by globalists to form a globalized government that would first be instituted in 10 separate regions, incorporating all the nations of the world. It is likely that regions will eventually replace nations. Well, is this odd or unbelievable? Well, it might be if the Bible didn't also support that fact, Daniel 2, chapter 7, and Revelation 17. But uh, basically, what Coleman does is he explains that the EU, the European Union, was the pilot program, and every other nation is slated to become part of their own union. If this ever happens with the USA, and you've heard about talk with the uh, North American Union push, and it will eventually happen, it would overthrow the Constitution of the United States of America, ending America as we know it, because that's exactly what happened to those nations in Europe that are part of the EU. Their own constitution or founding documentation takes a back seat to what the EU has incorporated. And what's fascinating about this, and I've mentioned it before, is the fact that globalists pushing for this global overhaul will believe they've arrived once the 10 appointed kings, quote unquote, and those would be the highest ranking globalists, once they step up to rule each region of the world, broken up into 10 areas, 10 segments, 10 regions. They will believe they've achieved what they set out to do. However, this is very likely when the Antichrist will make his move at that point, quickly rising to the top and even taking three of those kings out of the way, Daniel 7, 7b, and 8. And it says this, referring to the final beast or world empire, it was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had 10 horns. Uh, Revelation calls it 10 horns as well. Uh, in Daniel chapter 2, those are referred to 10 toes. And then verse 8 says, I consider the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. That's Daniel 7, 7b to 8. So we've got that to look forward to. We may not live long enough for it. Some of us may. And then we're talking about AI singularity. You may or may not know what that is. You've heard of AI, which is artificial intelligence. But this is a growing area of research and development. And singularity is a goal. I've got links to that in the transcript to uh, give you more things to research so you have a better understanding of what AI singularity is. So what AI robots can already do is really mind-boggling. Yet most of us have little understanding, and I include myself in that group, because we don't understand the actual science behind it. I mean, that's left up to the geniuses. However, the goal does not appear to be to help humanity, like they tell us, but actually to replace humans on a large scale. People like Elon Musk and many others are creating artificial intelligence that can think for itself, 
learn from its environment, grow from that knowledge. Humanity is moving into the world of science fiction that's only been shown in movies before. It's becoming reality. Now, once AIs have become powerful enough and increase in number and intelligence and the ability to learn and program themselves, um, they will, the ability to control humanity will then exist and singularity will have been reached. But the problem with AI, as I and a few others have seen it, is that it needs to be built, programmed, and taught first by people and just be powered outside itself. It cannot really create its own power, at least at this point. Ultimately, as one individual says, it could be, quote, lights out for all of us. And then he also goes on to admit that he can clearly see, quote, the accidental misuse case, unquote. Well, the problem, though, is that we have to wonder if these will be accidents or intentional. Time will tell. Well, in my opinion, for what it's worth, the whole thing appears to be a major push toward godhood, deity. Seems like globalists firmly believe AI and transhumanism is the path to the future, their golden age future, and our serfdom, the new medieval feudalism. They've never let that go. And this is as close as they will be able to get to deity while still being human. Ruling the world has always been what it's all about for many that have come and gone. And that goal is no different from the, for the current batch of globalists who seek to gain control over the whole earth. It is their absolute mania. Not happy to be the richest people in the world, they want all the power too. And then finally, we're going to talk briefly about persecution. Now, as we're learning, persecution is here and growing for conservatives and authentic Christians. However, it's not overt religious persecution necessarily, at least here in the USA. We are seeing people condemned to prison, for instance, for being at the Capitol on January 6th and allegedly inciting or participating in an overthrow of the United States. I mean, it is absurd to think that the people who wanted to overthrow the federal government went to the Capitol without any weapons, but that's what we're led to believe. So those arrested languish in prison or they're given deals where they admit, read, lie, that they intended to overthrow the USA in exchange for lighter sentences. Beyond this, people came under tremendous pressure during CV. Now, aside from all the actual medical doctors who were threatened or censored, and some were threatened with their uh, losing their licenses. Average people also came under fire. Mark Grennan sits in a jail in Bogota, Colombia since December 2021. Why? Well, because he believed in alternative health procedures for CV. He and um, Jim Humble, you may have heard of him, uh, they had a church, Genesis 2 Church, and they basically recommended other health procedures, alternative health procedures for people with CV. I don't know all the details, but he's been in prison for going on a thousand days without bond, without trial, essentially without rights. And you can read about that in the transcript. There's a link to it. No one died, unlike under Fauci's recommendations. So how is this justice for Grennan? If the people, if the man himself is actually guilty of something, well, let's put him on trial. Let a jury decide. And then if he's found guilty, then mete out a sentence. If he's acquitted, let him out. Nothing seems to be happening. He's just sitting there. In all this, Christians really have to carry on.
continuing the work that our Savior began. And it's going to get very, very difficult to be able to continue to do that. Now, a verse or a few verses that means more and more to me is Psalm 37, 1 to 5, and I've mentioned it before. It really speaks to the problem of evil in this world and the approach Christians are to take as a response to it. It says this, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell on the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Folks, we can't eliminate evil. I'd love to, you would love to, but we just can't do it. We can try to avoid it, but it is here until God deals with it in finality. In the meantime, we need God's strength and power to live, love, and trust him to at least overthrow evil in our own lives so that our witness for him will be where and what it should be. You know, we read throughout Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, the way God blessed those who trusted him, even when most Israelites then did not. Those who did not bow the knee to Baal or sacrifice children to Moloch, but trusted the Lord, did their best to try to follow his rules and followed him, were blessed with needs met, even when those around them who weren't doing those things were not blessed because of their unbelief that led to sin. This is not the time to fear. It is the time to dig in, press on, and trust the Lord. This is the daily struggle. But there really is no choice, is there? Beg him if you must. Grab onto him as Jacob did without letting go until you get a sense of his closeness, presence, and blessing, and greater faith in him because of it, greater reason and discernment, and a greater capacity to love him and others, I think will become the uh, fruit of that pursuit of him. We must persevere in pursuing him, in trusting him, in worshiping him, and in glorifying him. That's our calling, and it should be our life, but it is so difficult, isn't it? When the rubber meets the road, it really is. Anybody who says it's not is either kidding themselves or lying, or they're just not really an authentic Christian. Are you given to fear over the things you can't control? Are you making decisions based on that fear instead of seeking his face to learn his will? Are you overcome with the anxiety because of what is happening in the world? Submit yourself to him. He will reward your diligence. He wants you to learn to trust him through the situations you face. That's the case for all of us. How are you doing with that? Today's prophecy hawkers will throw things like this in. Oh, this this won't be full-blown until after the rapture, so relax, etc. The trouble is, they have no way to prove what they're saying. We've, we've no idea how bad or good, but mainly bad, things are going to get, do we, before the rapture occurs? We don't know. Don't focus on prophecy too much as it is basically 33% of all scripture. There's 67% of the Bible that doesn't deal with prophecy, yet it is just as important. Leave the future in God's hands. Focus on the now. Have a general idea of what's what's in front of us, but don't dwell on it. Certainly don't allow it to build fear in you. We must press on 
to our high calling in Christ Jesus. Well, thanks so much for joining me. And I pray until we meet again, God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical conservative perspective. 